Good morning. Did you get your coffee yet? Have you had your coffee today? Welcome to Already Within, the podcast designed for millennials who are seeking out a more authentic way of life. Together, we'll explore the mind, body, and spirit through holistic coaching and level up our consciousness by challenging some of our traditional thinking. Take a listen if you're curious about learning yourself, want a safe space to feel vulnerable, or just want some helpful tools to take into your own practice. I'm excited to have you along this journey with me. May your heart remain open and spirit set free. So I call this episode my greatest hits playlist for, yes, a bit of nostalgia, but also these were some of the pillars that really set my healing journey into motion. And I thought, "Mm, okay, now's probably a good time to share them with you. You've listened to quite a few episodes at this point, and if you haven't, go back and check them out because a lot of them stem from this concept. If you want to dive deeper and look more into a particular topic, We've got them covered in some of these other episodes and also some ones that are coming up. You've got two options here. You can grab a pen and paper and write down some of these topics. I've also got them in the show notes. But lastly, I also put all this information into a blog, which is on my website. So if you haven't checked that out, link is also in the show notes. I've added some time grabs so you can skip ahead to which ones feel most meaningful to you. This is a bit of a longer episode. I have so much to cover and I wanna make sure the value is where you can place it. So look at these time grabs, see which ones appeal to you and skip ahead as needed. So in my mind, there have been seven pillars to this point in my life that have been very pivotal in my healing journey. Now these have happened to me over the past, what I would say two years. What I will say is all of these have happened over the course of time. And I know when people give the full scope of their journey and said it's taking me x years to do this people get intimidated just know that you have to start somewhere and that's so cliche but you do and these take time and here are some of the steps that i've taken to help get me to a better place so this is the first episode i ever released and it's called build consciousness and awareness the episode's called consciously aware so if you want to dig more into this topic i suggest go listening to that episode but Developing the skill for me was an eye-opener, and what I realized is you will find more uncomfortable truths than you would like to admit. You will be forced to see your own toxicity, and with that awareness, be compelled to start making those tougher changes. Some of the biggest takeaways from learning how to be more conscious and aware is starting with acceptance. It's accepting that over the course of the years that Maybe I haven't been the best version of myself and maybe I haven't been as kind to myself and that's okay. It's accepting with no judgment that I am now being more aware of myself, how I present myself to others and maybe how my own toxicity plays a part. In that first episode, I dig into how you can start building some acceptance and that's some of your likes and dislikes, allowing others to be mirrors of yourself. The next is developing some mental clarity. And that can look and serve in many different ways. It could be all the M's, meditation, marijuana, minimalism, yoga for the (laughs) non-M. All the M's help develop some of that mental clarity. And what I mean by that is allowing some space in your mind to open up to accept some new thought patterns, to accept some new realities, You have to almost open yourself up to want to change your identity because that's where a lot of these things 
stem and dig into is, oh, well, I can't change that. That's who I am. But is it, is that really who you are? I, I challenge you to ask yourself those tougher questions and, and develop some of that clarity along the way. The next is starting to see others as mirrors of yourself. When you go out into public or you go out into social settings, especially after opening up after this pandemic, things look a little different. And I encourage you to allow others to be reflections of your own personality. And what I mean by that is when you look at someone and you start pointing out the things that you may like or dislike about them, just know those are the things you truly see in yourself. So if you're concerned that someone keeps gaslighting or that that they have negative thought patterns, just know that that may be you. And the reason you're able to see that in other people is because you're so familiar with it in yourself, unconsciously, more than likely. But start to use others as mirrors of yourself. This next one is a biggie, is building a vocabulary. And I don't mean just the general studious version of that. I mean... Finding the words that help describe your experience. So a good book that I'm reading is by Brene Brown. Uh, You may know her from TED Talks about vulnerability, but she also wrote one called Atlas of the Heart. I'm just now getting into it, but essentially it breaks down different types of emotions. I think there's over 70 in that book. And it describes how they intertwine with one another, how they progress from one another, but it also gives you a better vocabulary of how to express that within yourself. I think it's important to build a vocabulary to explain to others how you're actually feeling so that they can better help and manage whatever it is that you're going through. Even for yourself, I think it's important to say, okay, right now I am feeling very stressed and that's okay, but it's not overwhelmed, which is the next level. It's saying, I know that I have a lot on my plate right now and that's fine, but now I can identify it. I can point it out. I can observe that emotion and start to manage it a little bit better. So that rounds out building some consciousness and awareness. If you want to dig more into this topic, which I highly, highly suggest, go check out that first episode that I ever posted. It is pretty beefy, so you'll get a lot of information out of it. The next is starting to listen to your body. So I don't know if this range true for everyone, but when I started developing that greater sense of consciousness, I also got more curious about my body. I think it's crazy to think how much of our body actually drives our lives. For so long, I was walking around like this bobblehead doll. And I don't know if that range true for you, but overthinking, hyperanalyzing, and not really having a sense of what my body needed. It was all in my mind. I never checked in. What I found is I had to start listening to some cues that my body was giving me and start actioning on them. See, the mind can lead you down all these pathways of what ifs and and maybes, but your body is pretty direct. If you're thirsty, it's going to say I'm thirsty. It's going to start shutting down and become slower and a little more sluggish. And you're going to be wondering why you're low on energy. It's probably because you're dehydrated. You know, the body really is very direct and it tells your mind what you need. You just need to listen to it. So to move this topic along, I want to share some. So I want to share some. I cannot talk today. It's like my mind and my 
it's like my mind and my mouth are not in sync and I guess that's okay (laughs) maybe not when you're trying to record and host a podcast but here we are (laughs) so I want to share some things that I do that have helped me start to listen to my body and maybe they'll be helpful for you give them a try and see if they you know release some things and help build a mind-body connection anyways start to figure out where some of that tension is. So as I'm sitting here right now, talking into this microphone, I'm stretching my arms, I'm being very loose with my body and trying to understand where that tension is. The first thing to do is starting with a body scan. So by body scan, I mean closing your eyes, being still for a few minutes, and starting from the top of your head and working your way down your body and releasing what you may feel is tense. Now, if something is super tense, for me, that happens to be my shoulders. These will sit up by my ears if I let them. You know what I mean? (laughs) If it's your shoulders, drop them. And they're going to start wanting to slowly creep back up. That's nature. That's habits. Allow them to drop again. What I also noticed is when that tension is sitting in my body in a certain area, it's pulling energy there. And it may be nervous energy or anxiety. That's where some of that sits. So if you want to help release those emotions, because emotions sit in our body, then you have to start releasing the tension in those specific areas. So figure out where that tension is in your body. Allow it to relax really hard and then relax it. I'll share a personal story for me since I was talking about shoulders. So when I first moved to Chicago, It was a pretty intense experience for me. I didn't know anybody. It was the biggest city I've ever lived in in my life and the pandemic had just started. My shoulders, when I tell you, were up to my ears. Ears. I looked, I walked around looking like the no neck guy at the gym. You know what I mean? (laughs) It was so bad that I had to go schedule a massage because I couldn't physically allow myself to let that tension go. So it's possible to be incredibly tense. And sometimes you may need to seek out help and that's fine. But what I realized sitting on that table is it's because I had some locked up emotions and pent up motions. I sat there and cried on that table as I was getting a massage. It's okay to allow yourself to feel through that as it's releasing. That's where you've decided to store whatever you've been holding up. And now is the time to release it. So listen to your body do some stretching, and maybe find an activity that starts to challenge your mind and your body. If the body scans aren't very helpful for you, that's fine. Start to figure out how you can use your body in more ways than sitting at your desk or in front of the TV. (laughs) Guilty. I'm guilty. We all have things we need to work on. (laughs) Start doing some things that challenge you, whether that be some yoga or stretching or even going on a walk outside in the morning. Feel your feet strike as it hits the ground from heel to toe. Be more conscious. Listen to what your body's saying. I promise you, you'll be able to start catching some of these ailments a little bit sooner. Your body will never lie. It'll tell you exactly what it needs. Just got to listen. Coffee break. Do you guys like iced coffee? You know, I tried um, freezing a coffee cube like an ice cube made of coffee. 
And it actually helps with iced coffee. It doesn't taste diluted. Um, it gives you that extra little kick. <laughs> extra little kick you weren't necessarily expecting, but it'll it'll get you there. Good coffee break. All right. Ugh. Allow yourself to have breaks too. I've talked to quite a few people lately and they're on grind mode. And it's so easy to allow ourselves to just go, go, go. But just break for a minute, it's okay. This extra 30 seconds that you allow yourself to just chill for a minute, that's where you rebuild that energy that you may have lost as you're putting in and you're giving out. You know, allow yourself just a break, it's okay. If you're not a smoker, just say you're going to get some water or you're going to the bathroom. Or even say you're going on a smoke break and just chill outside. It's okay. Next on our greatest hits playlist is reclaiming your thoughts. So it's surprisingly easy to get caught up in a pattern of thinking. Reason being is we have over 6,000 thoughts per day and between 80 to 90% of them are recycled from the previous day. So I wanna put us through a quick exercise. I want you to imagine whatever negative thought or anxious or fearful thought that has been playing on repeat over these past few days or weeks, even months. Now here's what we're doing. We are actually looking at that thought. See how it's in that present awareness, that forefront of your mind. I want you to sit there and think about where that thought came from. What has been driving it? If it's fear, why are we scared? Ask myself, why am I scared? Put the I in there. Why am I feeling so negative about this experience? What makes this so fearful in my mind? Why am I scared? In order to change thought patterns, we need to be conscious when we're having them. Meditation helps. I'm guilty of not doing so well at meditation. (laughs) But what we can do when we start to change these thought patterns is starting to change your identity. I say this with such passion because I truly believe in it, that we have the power to change our thought patterns and in doing so, we have the power to reclaim our lives. And I don't say that lightly. I really believe that we can do that. So as we consider whatever that previous thought pattern has been about, I want you to now shift to who you want to be. And ask yourself, would this person have these continuing thoughts? Almost have to put yourself in a higher position of yourself. You have to think, would this person think like this? And the answer is probably no. So we have to ask ourselves again, what would they think? Instead of I am fearful, maybe it is I am brave in whatever I'm about to do next. I am confident in my next decisions. Whatever starts to surface for you in those moments, allow that to be your new thought pattern. You gotta fight for it though, because what studies and research say is it takes about three to six months to form a new neurological pathway. You gotta want it. You gotta want to change your thinking because that old thought pattern, it's a pattern, it's ingrained. It's gonna wanna continue to surface and arise until we sit there and address it and we rethink and we reshift and we start building some new pathways, it'll continue to surface. It's like a test. Until you pass the test, you will continue to have it. 
So you have to want to change your thinking. For me, I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. If you're at that point, start to reclaim these thoughts. You have the power to change them. Be active in the participation of changing them. But next is putting you first and then overflowing to others. Coffee. Best iced coffee. Anyways, Starbucks ain't got shit on me because I'm on top of the iced coffee world. <laughs> what? 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 Like a big old sirens. Okay. Next is the next is putting yourself first and then overflowing to others. So if you're like myself and you have this giving spirit, you may find yourself giving to others and leaving the crumbs for yourself. But in order to be productive to the ones that we love in the long term, we must carve out some space for ourselves. The old saying goes, you can't fill from an empty cup. So start to explore some different outlets like journaling. Find ways that you can start pouring into yourself so you can start giving out to others. So I know journaling can be a bit archaic in people's minds, but putting pen to paper has been around since the beginning of time for a reason. Pour your thoughts out onto those pages and remember no one's reading it anyways. So put on there what really comes from your heart, whatever you're struggling with. So I tend to be dramatic. I think the world is ending when it's like, bro, it's literally not that bad. <laughs> So to me, it's pretty humbling to read those journal excerpts back a little bit later. They help me bring myself back down to earth and honestly see the, the baby steps that I've been taking over time. You got to start giving back to yourself first. Love on yourself as much as you would love to others. You'll be amazed by what doing that for yourself actually gives to others. You'll be amazed by how much you can now overflow. It won't feel like a burden. You don't need anything back from them when you give. You give because you want to. The next thing on my greatest hits playlist. Next on the greatest hits playlist is to heal your inner child. This is where some of the deep diving really starts and also the same point that I suggest seeking some professional counsel. So I hold no authority on this topic, but only speak from my experience. What I have noticed within myself is that nearly all of my problems, they stem back to childhood or my adolescent years. So when you really think about it, imagine that eight-year-old or that 18-year-old still making decisions for you today. Because I, pro I promise you that's what's happening. You may not think that, but that is what's happening is that mentality that was ingrained during those years still manage you today, believe it or not. But I believe with proper coaching and guidance, you'll start with these presenting surface problems in your daily life. Like, I am so stressed or I don't know why I've been so avoidant. When you present those, they actually present other things. 
And what a professional can help you do is to start digging back into a specific instance or an event that you have maybe logged away in your mind. I believe that when you are ready to heal, you will. You will begin to surface these instances one at a time and also learn to reparent that inner child. Reparent it with love and the present self-awareness that you have. You speak to them with kindness and acceptance and no judgment. And with that, you're allowing yourself to move forward. We got two more topics. The next to last is stop caring what others think about you. I call it the big city mentality. So from my perspective, there is this this pure freedom in doing what you want to do without fear or judgment from others. Because in the end, you decide what feedback you accept, what perception you accept. We control what we internalize. So with that, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to do something out of your ordinary. If it feels right in the moment, don't overthink it. Just do it. For an example, I personally like to be very vocal in a city. I have so much energy. If I have a lot of energy to release, I'll be very vocal. I do some singing. I do my little dance to dance. (laughs) I smile and say hi to strangers. I just do not care. Whatever makes me happy or whatever I feel like I need to release in those moments, I just do it. People will give you crazy looks. Why do I care what they think, though? I should not care what they think. Until you know what I have been through, are you fighting in the same fight that I am? You have no place to judge. No place to put your opinion or your criticism on me. And with that, I will run with it. That is the freedom. But in earlier years, I lived in a small town, and I know that can be a bit more difficult to do. Because sometimes that judgment of people is just piercing through you. But in those moments, I want to challenge you to ask yourself, am I being true to myself or just playing nice to appease someone else? Because ultimately, your happiness is of utmost importance. And if they're judging you, it's because they're not happy in themselves. So choose you. It's as simple as that. The next and final topic on my Greatest Hits playlist is showing up for yourself. We've talked through six topics so far, and when you get a couple of them down and practiced, you'll be compelled to start looking at yourself differently, and you'll be eager to start showing up for yourself what you'll realize is the old patterns you've been living by no longer serve you. That the same places now feel out of place. But to be the best version of yourself, you have to make changes for your future self today. And for showing up for yourself, it can look like writing out a full script on a Monday. Mind you, I was eating a whole plate of nachos and some seltzer. Because if it lingered till Tuesday... I will start to build on a negative self-talk pattern. And I don't want to do that to myself. So I'm going to push through the things that I don't want to do today, show up for myself, so that when Tuesday comes around, it's fresh. It's a fresh day. But it can also look like setting a lofty goal or even tackling some baby steps. 
And in those baby steps, there is a trust building exercise that you're doing with yourself. I like to reference it as one marble in the jar at a time. And what happens when you build that trust is, even if your memory fails you for whatever reason, you know how you would react in any given situation. You can lean on your understanding of yourself. And you can say, no, I don't think that seems very out of character for me. I don't think I would have done that. So start showing up for yourself. Start crafting some new patterns, taking in all that you have learned throughout this episode and be present. But as we're closing out, I want to thank you for tuning into this episode. If you didn't have a pen and paper, that's fine. You can find this full recap in my blog. Link is in the show notes. But a mental picture I have right now is my vinyl record playing a 90s playlist from TLC. So I will leave you that TLC No Scrubs has over 670 million streams on Spotify, which is crazy. I contributed to that number. Uh, (laughs) I don't know about y'all, but if you have never sung your heart out, probably at 15 years old in the backseat of someone's car, convinced that you had these problems that were actual problems, we can't relate because that was all me. Anyways, shameless plug, go listen to some of my early episodes and dive deep into these topics that we talked about today. Highly recommend self-love, consciously aware, and this one that I just released, Authentic Self. Anyways, you already know, I love you. I hope you have a great, amazing day. Feel free to like, follow, share, all the good things for this episode. I appreciate your support. Okay, I love you, bye.